Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 79, where we're doing February's book club in March, a little delayed, but we're going to be talking about Relentless by Tim S. Grover. And we have a little guest this week, Mr. BJ from Byram's Woodworks. Hey, everybody. How are y'all? And a little bug that I just had to smash. So, (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, guys? Not much. Got home from work. So, you know. Typical day. Looking forward to the day that, you know, this is my full time thing. Uh, aren't we all not podcasting? The making. <laughs> no, you can. I think you can talk to me on here full time. Yeah. I don't know that we'd make any money, but we could probably make a full time job. Well, I could make it. a full time job. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think we could make money off of it. At least not the amount that would require me taking all day to do it. Right. See, that's why you need a second hand. You know, you do all the design work and you have somebody else to run the machines. He was trying to, he was asking me when we're in Atlanta, like, so when are you just going to move to Vegas? Like, how often can you commit to coming to Vegas so we can just start working together more? I I told a few people that. (laughs) I was like, so we get Martina. He doesn't want me to feel special at all. No, we get Martina, Ethan, and Richard because we got a leather worker. We'd be making some leather wrapped curved credenzas yeah exactly that, are that would be cool cut out on the cnc and engraved in the front with lasers see done Perfect. or y'all move to texas and we you know because land's cheap down here no one's moving to texas no hey, one's moving no. to texas there's tons of people from california moving to texas no and y'all can keep them like, they be- no the they belong there we don't want <laughs> them here in california i don't want to move to texas <laughs> See, no nobody wants to go to Texas. I just don't want to go to Texas. That's okay. I'll enjoy my beautiful state by myself. Well, you're not by you yourself. You have that Texas mindset. That's cool. I need my, apparently, my water refill stations in California. I like to be able to cash in my recycling for some money when I need it. And then what was the other thing that apparently was just California? Um, you know, 70 degree weather, that's lovely too, without tornado warnings like you get. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, water refill stations. You're talking about like the water fountains where you have the, like you can put the water bottle thing uh-huh. in? Oh, we have those everywhere. I've got one like a mile from the house. All right. Yeah. Still moving to Texas though. <laughs> you you almost had her with the water bottle and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's, you can, you can reclaim or you can store your own water and sun and the state doesn't care. They'll actually give you a grant for the sun. We get grants for our solar. Yeah, but can you keep your own water? Can you keep rainwater? Like, I like I want to drink so. it. No, for um, like water irrigation in the yards and irrigation and stuff. Yeah, if we ha- if you do like the barrels and stuff like that, you have to oh, have a collection system. Oh, I didn't think y'all could do that. There's one there's there's somewhere that you can't. Yeah, like can't it's illegal it to because they the state claims they own the water. So they own I'm, the rain. I'm hesitant about it just because we where I'm at we're close to. A couple, like, a man-made lake and a couple ponding basins. So we get mosquitoes pretty heavily. So I don't want any more standing water than I already have. So that's why I don't do the rain barrel thing. Like, I don't want more, like, because that's what mosquitoes are drawn to. So that's the only reason I don't do it. But I would love to do that for my little garden that I have. Like, just recycle my water and stuff. But I just, you know, I don't want to get West Nile. As long as it's sealed and there's no sunlight exposure, you don't have to worry about it. Because we, mosquitoes out here, I mean, they're... Practically the state bird. So, well, that's Louisiana. That's the other side. But can you have no. an official state insect? Is I think it thing? is the mosquito, actually, or the or the fire ant. Ooh. Oh, fire ant! Is that yeah. a thing for states to have bugs, like official bugs? It's that's kind of a, a joke thing. Mm. But but no, as long as it's as far as all I know, as long as it's sealed, 
like there's no light exposure to it, you don't have to worry about mosquitoes hmm. or anything growing in it because they need light. Is that grow. the same for like tadpole larvae? Because I've left some water bottles out for too long and that's happened. I've never, where the little tadpoles start going. Never seen that. Hmm. I'll have Maybe to research California that. Think. We just start growing Maybe. amphibians ever, anywhere. <laughs> amphibians and insects, whatever. Ready anyway. to talk about the book? Yeah. <laughs> I, sorry, I had the book in front of me. That's why I was... No, that's what I said anyway, and you said want to talk about the book. That was perfect timing. <laughs> what? It's like we've talked a time or two. Only. Only a time or two. Anyway, So Relentless by Tim Grover. So first off, what'd you think? I liked it. I mean, it was a little more sports oriented. It was, it was very sports oriented. Yes, I mean it was a hundred percent sports oriented. Um, and I'm not, I, I grew up playing sports, and so I kind of I got that from the years of playing. But I liked it. It had a lot of had a few lessons that I, I got from it. A lot of aha moments, and a lot of you know that oh wow I that that's common sense. I should have already been doing that. So, yeah. It was a good read. I'll definitely read it again, that's for sure. I think I would read it again, too. I feel like it's one of those books where, you, depending where you're at in your headspace, and you read it again, you'll pull different motivations out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But for Trevor and I, we've been, when we message each other now, it's like, are you going to be a cooler or are you going to be a cleaner? Like, I'm just trying to he- keep my head down now, and I'm going to be a cleaner, and I'll talk to you later. Like, so, but it's funny because... I definitely, it just made me feel like I can be doing more with what I have and the opportunities that have been handed to me. And I feel like with going full time, like I definitely used to be a cleaner when I was a paramedic. Like I feel like I was a cleaner, like rose through the ranks, like no questions asked, started from the ground up and just grinded it out and could handle any situation. And then I went to working for myself and it's like, I'm a closer now. I can get shit done when I need to get done. But it's not like I'm going to be a driving force. And it's like, this is my livelihood. Like, why would I not be a cleaner and just keep my head down and knock everything out? You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess for people that didn't read the book or haven't gotten to that part of the book yet. So he basically talks about, like, the cooler, the closer, and the cleaner are the three main types of people. I'm trying to remember, like, how he referenced the cooler. It's basically, like, somebody that needs to be told what to do and doesn't really, like, have a driving force at all. I'm looking at my notes real quick. Um, I didn't write it down. It's like, a cooler takes no risks. Yeah, so in... Is what this chapter says. Yeah, coolers let... Others decide whether they're successful. They do the job and wait to see if you approve. Closers feel successful when they get the job done. Done. Cleaners never feel as if they've achieved achieved success because there's always more to do. Yeah. And then the intro to this chapter says, so this chapter says, a cooler is never in a situation where they have to be clutch. A closer is clutch in high-pressure situations, and a cleaner is always clutch. So basically, a cooler never puts themselves in a situation with like high stress, high risk. Yeah. Type. They, they know things. it seems like they, you know, you can look at, they know their limits and they never want to push those. They stay limits. in their comfort. Yeah. Zone, I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. So if you're, so take workbench con as a, a platform since people know what that is. And quite a few went, I would think a cooler would most represent, Someone that stayed talking to only their close friends or people they know that went mm-hmm. and didn't really venture out of that circle. Like they didn't, they didn't go out of their comfort zone to go talk to other people or anything like that. I mean, but isn't that the whole point of workman's con? It is, but you'd be surprised at how many people like very, they'll very meet one or two people clean. they know and then they stay in that group the whole time. Okay, like it's. It's one thing if, like, at night you meet up with the same people and then you go out and whatever. Um, but during the day, we tried to do, like, where we tried to talk to people we hadn't met before or wanted to work with or whatever. And I would say a closer is probably more like they'd go talk to people 
that they didn't know and try to meet new people. And then a cleaner would have been like the person that went out and talked to people they didn't know and like proposed trying to work together, doing a project together, trying to collaborate. Like that's kind of how I'm, I'm trying to reference the cooler, closer and cleaner to like workbench con things we saw. But I think so the most interesting thing to me oddly enough is the fact that all of his chapters are chapter 1. Yeah. Yeah, I did cuz he well he referenced that too like because if you number things sequentially, is that right? Then you think it's less of a priority. But if you number everything yes. number 1, then it's just as important as everything else. And I think that's that, definitely a good thing to remember. But it's kind of like the list thing from Adam Savage's book, where it's not even numbers. It's just make your list and put a box next to it. And then it's just shit that needs to get done and not a priority of how things need to get done. Yeah, yeah it's funny because that's actually how I linked that point back to Adam's book. Which, I mean, it makes perfect sense if you think about it. I just never thought about it. I don't know that I ever, when I, you know, on the quarterly times, I actually make a list for myself. I don't think I ever put numbers, but I think it might actually change your headspace if you were to put like a number one next to it. Like this needs to get done right now, but if you're doing it next to all of them. That could be. There's a time and place for numbers. I mean, if you have a process on a project, but, you know. That's the only time I could see it. But there, I could, I definitely get the, you know, priority level when you're looking at it as far as not just project priority level, but actual, you know, goal priorities. Why I could does, see it now with IKEA furniture. Every step is labeled number one. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like even it's basically like it comes down to nothing's ever going to be handed to you if you want anything yeah. in life. Like you got to take it. And I just feel like even little things. Reading that has changed my mindset on little things, even like just even around the house where it's like, be more organized in your day to day tasks, like just something as simple as like, I use this dish. Normally, I'll set it in the sink. And at the end of the day, like I'll do all the dishes. And it's like, okay, take the extra 10 seconds and just put it in the dishwasher now and get it done. Like just so that way you can keep your head focused because, like, it gets overwhelming when you're, you know, your workspace, your private life, whatever, is uncontrolled and it's like you have to clean the house and stuff like that. So why not take that extra time to keep everything in order so you can always, like, keep your head in the game and stay organized and stay focused and driven? Yeah. Well, and that goes back to what, in the, the last book, talking about cleaning up at the end of the day. So when you walk into the walk in the very next day, you're ready to start. You don't got to spend... 10, 15 minutes cleaning to start the project or to come to finish work on the project. You're ready to rock right then and there. Yeah, I agree with that. The, I mean, the, the biggest part, which Martina kind of already said is nothing's going to get handed to you. Right. And I think he even said in there, like if you come to me, um, asking for me to hand you the easy way out, it's not going to happen. Like, you're going to work for it. And it... It really hit home from a, the perspective of, like... Like, I've always felt that way. Like, it's not going to get handed to you. You have to put in the work. And you have to... You know, put in all the effort to get the reward at the end. But social media has skewed that so much for so many people where they think they can get insta-famous overnight mm -hmm. and that's their goal is to get insta-famous overnight and then they forget that they have to you know put in years of work to do something or learn something and yeah sure the occasional person hits it overnight and goes viral but what are the chances of that happening for the average person very slim yeah but like martina said it kind of like lit a fire under me as far as if I need to get stuff done I've tried to stop making excuses and just go do it. It 
it sounds bad, but it makes you like not depend on anybody else. Not that it's a bad thing, yeah. but when I read it, it sounds like a lot of conversations that you and I have had, Trevor, where it's like just no one else is going to hand me the like my ideal job. Like, so I'm going to keep grinding yeah. it out and hopefully make this thing full time one day. Like, I just like I. Th- Reading it, I was like, oh my god, that's why I texted you this morning. I was like, I bet you loved this book. Like, it's all these conversations that we've had before. But it just, like, I don't, it's funny that Tracy said she didn't like it. But that's why I was like, is it too sports-oriented for you? Because I feel like this is, like, the guy that I've needed behind me or I've, I've had behind me at some point in my life, like, saying, you are capable of doing more, like, do more. But at the same time, it's like, well, why don't you just have that in your head yourself? Like, why aren't you saying, like, I can do better than this. I can achieve more. So it kind of gets you, like, just reevaluating your perspective on how you handle everything. And, your like, whether it's business-oriented or, like, stuff at home, anything like that. Like, no one's going to do anything for you. No one's going to hand you anything. Like, it's all on you. But, like, you can have your support system. But, like, if, you know, Trevor has 10 signs to make, no one else is making those 10 signs. He has to make those 10 signs. Like, if we have furniture yeah. orders to build, BJ, like, who else is going to do it? Like, you gotta, you just gotta put your head down and push through it and do it. Well, I think the timing of reading this book could not have been better, considering we went to WorkbenchCon at the same month of mm-hmm. the book read. That made no sense whatsoever. But... <laughs> You get the point. WorkbenchCon was the same month as this book club, or this yeah. book read was. And I think, you know, the biggest, you know, talking about the refresher and the, the eye-opening stuff is listening to the way he talks about, you know, just don't celebrate, you know, he had that talk where he was talking about, you know, you know the, the cleaners aren't the ones that are looking for the party. Yeah. They win. And they're on to the next. And I had a coach like that in high school that was that way. It's like, you know, we would win and you didn't celebrate on the bus. You won. You know, No matter what, if it was a big winning game or whatever, you got on the bus and it was, okay, what can we fix for next time? How can we win better next time? You know, it was always, he was always looking at that, okay, what do we need to prepare for for next week? You know, and a lot of times, and I think, working in the professional world and I, you know, I work in, in sales and my professional life, there's so many micro celebrations on the little wins. You know, they don't focus on, okay, what do we need to do for the next one? You know, Oh great. You won. You, you closed this, you sold this, whatever. Awesome. That's great. Let's have a big party because you had a big sale. I, I want to move on to the next one because parties don't make me money. Mm-hmm. Sales make me money. Closing stuff makes me money. And I think that's where, where this book can help a lot of people out is to get out of that funk of, you know, oh, we need to have a party for every little thing that happens. No. We just, you know. <laughs> it made me think of like the whole everybody gets a trophy. That's yes. Just like, and it's funny because this book was like a few years ago before that was like, I feel like it wasn't really a thing just yet, but it's like, that's exactly how he makes it seem like every, you know, you shouldn't be rewarded for being basic and average yeah. why would you not want to achieve more than just mediocrity yeah it ba- it mainly makes you think about how so take any of us and one of our competitors or whatever you want to call it on instagram from a business perspective like two furniture makers right and it's it's basically like if you're gonna be a cleaner what are you going to do to outwork that other person? So if you get a sale, good. But while you're building that one, make sure you're trying to get the next one. Whereas I find a lot of people get that sale, and then they focus on just that sale. And then once it's complete and delivered, then they worry about trying to get the next one. Like they're not doing these things in parallel. Which... I don't know that he directly mentioned that in the book, but it was always like my feeling from the reading it was, you know, it's good to focus on what you're doing at the time that you're doing it, but you can't like take all of your focus all of the time to that one thing. Mm-hmm. So like while I'm working on this sign, I'm focused on the sign. 
But the minute I take a break, I'm focused on something else. I'm not looking back at that sign. And I don't go, oh, I cut all those pieces. Like, I'm doing so well. No. It's like, okay, since I can't move any further on this one, what can I work on now? But I do see a lot of people that are like, oh, my project stalled because I'm waiting for something to dry. I'm going to go watch Netflix. Like, I mean, cool. Like, I take Netflix breaks too. But it's usually like I'm, I've am i worked my ass off that day. And I it's either that or falling asleep or both at the same time. I feel like um, it's funny because I text Trevor today and I said, I've been such a cleaner this week. I couldn't even make it to the grocery store. I had to just Amazon Prime mayonnaise for the house. Yep. But like, <laughs> dude, I'm not gonna lie. I have debated getting my groceries delivered multiple times. So, I used to do not like like the Amazon pantry or whatever mm-hmm. um, for like snacks and stuff like that. But now that I'm self-employed, it's like I make my own schedule. Like, oh, we're out of one thing at the grocery store. Like, I can drop everything and go get that one thing. I'm like, that is serving nobody anything that is the worst mentality to have like i always joke around and i say like i live a semi-retired life because it's like i make my own schedule like i work as hard as i want i work when i want but i'm like that's it's fun like it's nice but it's like when you need to get shit done like get get it done like so this week like i had to take a big test today so it's like i've been studying for the past week for it so it was no, if I go drop everything to go to the grocery store for the one item, like I would have done, that's at least 30 minutes of valuable time that I could be using to study. Like, don't do that. Take the, like, less than three minutes for the click-click on Amazon and wait 12 hours to have it delivered. Because no one's eating a sandwich in this minute. Like, we'll just need it for tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I was like, this is, that was a smart move that I made. Because I know if I would have lost that 30 minutes, I would have regretted it. Like, it was needed. I need that out here. Yeah. Hmm? What? I said I need that that ability out here. You don't oh. have Prime <laughs> like that? No, we don't have a... Uh, we're not close enough to a Whole Foods or anything, so we don't get the... the dr- oh, it was just through... It wasn't a Whole Foods. It was just like a raised, regular Prime delivery. Like the... It's like the subscribe and save? Or no, the just like just Amazon. Grocery? I was like, mayonnaise. Oh, I'll have to look at that. <laughs> well, we don't we very rarely get next day it's only on a few oh things. we have well we have a dc here so does trevor so yeah i guess we're a little spoiled yeah. we're we're getting one next year 20 miles from the house so once that see opens, by then you'll will. probably have the drone delivery so you'll de- like that 12 hours will be like 12 minutes this is texas those will get shot down i love my state but there are some things that you know there are some issues drones won't make it Oh man, that was a good one. <laughs> but it's it is funny, Martina, because we'll message each other, and well, it it's even been this week where we'll say something, and the other one will say, "Shut up and be a cleaner." Yeah, I think this is the <laughs> like straight up the first week you and I haven't talked all day in. Yeah. A year? Like, oh, it has to be more than a year, because I've been podcasting with you for a year. But, like, it's, you're probably, like, fourth or fifth in line of people I talk to the most in a day. And it's, like, finally today I messaged, like, we sent one message. Oh, I sent one message to you yesterday, and that was it. And that was in response to your message the day before. So today yeah. I was like, I feel like, you know, because you're like my business partner. Like, I feel like I need to check in with this guy. Like, make sure it everything's good. So a business partnership, yeah. So, I, but it was both of us. Like, keep our freaking heads down, grind it out, that, and get, sh- get, get it done. Yeah. That's basically what it was. Was Well, and I think this is part of the book we haven't talked about, is he harped on... If you're working on something, don't tell anybody until you've done it. So, which reminds me of Gary Vee. I hope we. Both I would like to get a Gary Vee book in one of these months. But continue. So, if so, that granted, I don't one hundred percent agree with that. I like ninety five percent agree with that statement because 
I think it is valuable to ask one to two people that you really trust and you know won't talk about what you're doing to get an initial feedback loop on like is this is what I want to do do you think it's a dumb idea or not and that's pretty much the only question and then if they say you know I don't see how that would help or do anything then I usually just say okay well I'll put it on the back burner and revisit that later at a later date because I also don't it's kind of like getting a customer feedback but from somebody you trust yeah. that will give you an honest opinion. But that, depending on what it is, that can be good or bad. Cause I know I remember listening to yeah. um, Jimmy DeResta talk about it and he keeps a lot of things close to the chest. He usually doesn't talk about a lot of what's going on in his life until it's actually happened mm-hmm. because he's lived that life of, you know, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And people are like, well, that's a dumb idea. You're going to lose everything you have, you know, Cause that, that's why I say trusted friends. Yes. And, it, and you know, it's kind of like, you know, my big move that's about to happen. There's only a handful of people that know this is happening. And it's because I know there's some people out there that are, that will instantly shoot me down. Oh, it's a horrible idea. It's a bad decision. And really it's not in the long, in the long run. But cause I've, I've done that. I've bragged about things that could possibly happen, you know, whether it's a promotion or something and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And man, that could make you look like a fool if you're bragging about something and you got to go, yeah, guess what? It didn't happen. I feel like to know who your true supporters are and your true like core group of humans are, go in a business, like go to business for yourself. Oh yeah. And you'll find out who those true supporters are and those true motivators are and the people like that can keep you going when like, because, like, you're going to hit hard times. Like, you're going to hit, oh, yeah. you're going to be in a rut. Like, you're not getting sales. You can't figure out how to build something that you took on. Like, any, like, stuff's going to happen. Like, and you need those core people to be able to push you through it. Like, whether it's advice or just, like, you got this. Like, you took this on for a reason. Like, blah, blah, blah. You're told anything like that. But, like, if you have that toxicity of those people that are telling you, like, why or no, like, that weighs you down. And I think this has been, like, so I get, like, maybe there's still, like, you know, part of a cleaner in me. But I think, like, being self-employed, like, that's definitely, it's, like, made me weed out the crap and only bring in the people that are willing to support me and help me in my accomplishments. So, like, whether it's, like, you guys on Instagram, like, actual, like, family members, anything like that. But it's, like, these people that I haven't met in real life on Instagram are more supportive than these people that I've, like, called the best friend for the past five years. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I lost a lot of friends. Well, that... Friends. Right. And that's the... When I started trying to make this a thing. And that's, I guess, what the... About not talking to people and just put like pushing through it. I guess maybe that's where I disagree because it's kind of like I get that it's like you're just doing it. You don't need anyone's affirmation that you're just doing it. Like I get that. Like don't talk to anybody. Yeah. But if you're not talking to anybody because you're like a, worried about what they're gonna say about it, like I don't want them in my life. Like, I don't want that, me to say, like, oh, I just got this project. And they say, like, oh, you took on more than you can you can chew anything like that. I want to be want them to be like, that's that's badass. I can't wait for you to finish that. Or good for you. Like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really, the only things I don't share or keep close to the chest between, like, you know, two or three people are things that are, like, big picture moves or things that i want to do that relate to the big picture if it's like a little project like i'll talk about that but if it's something that i feel can lead me further towards like a full-time thing those are the things i typically yeah. don't share with just anybody yeah because sometimes it's like i can take this one step that leads to the next 10 things yeah. after that you know what i mean so it's like you i couldn't like keeping that kind of close like until it's finalized. And it's not so much that I care about what they say. It's more like I don't fully know 
how to achieve that next thing. So like, and that's where talking about it to like one or two trusted people and you talk it out and that you get their feedback. Sometimes it clicks on how you're going to achieve that step, which is why I think it's important to share certain things. Mm -hmm. I think if you never share anything, like nobody knows everything. Yeah. Well, you can't. And there's something I'm definitely not good at that. Somebody else is definitely strong at. Well, it's like, I think that's where you need that feedback. Sometimes it's like, I just need like a pensive, like, and I just need to be able to get it out of my head. So, PJ, I hope you understand that reference. I God, know it's I love the Harry Potter reference. Yeah. Did you say I no? Can we? No, boot- I said yes. You said yeah. Yeah. Okay, you clicked. You glitched twice when you answered. I was like, I will kick you <laughs> off this conversation. Uh, we already all of a sudden PJ is ejected. We already had uh, a Harry Potter conversation before you got here. So, we did. but I feel like it's like I just need to brain dump. And like get this all out of my head, like it, and it's like it's not complete thoughts. Like it's like I need to talk to you in my ideas, like in my, you know what I mean. And it's like everything. It's you know, like almost half drawn, you know what I mean. But it's like I just need to get it out, and I need someone else's opinion, and like mm-hmm. help me filter. You know through. what I find useful for that though is like having a brain dump book where you like write all that shit down. Sometimes I feel like I can't. It's so much, and it's like vibrating so heavy in my brain. Like I don't even know that I can put it on paper. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've had that issue, and I think that's where I've been like the last week, and that's I've been absent. Yeah, I've, I've got a buddy of mine that that, I, that we use each other for that. We'll call each other and go, "Okay, rant." And if you call, you know, if I call him and say, "Okay, rant," he knows just to sit there and shut up and just let me go. And then he's like, okay. And then it's either, okay, that was really dumb, or I understand, or, okay, well, how do you think we're going to solve this problem? And that's what I love about him is because he'll do the same thing to me. And half the time, and half the time for both of us, it's like, okay, do you feel better now, sweetheart? Yes, I do. Okay. I don't even say rant. I just start ranting. (laughs) No, because we have to with each other because we'll like, we're such good friends. Like when we call, we will instantly, like if he'll call me and if I have something that just happened, I get really excited. It's like, Oh, I got to tell him. And he's like, no, wait, pause rant first. It's like, okay, that cool. makes sense. Well, like this it. is me time. Like I got to <laughs> get this out of my head. Yeah. I will say that. So. It, regardless of if it's workbench con or like a maker fair or meetups whatever meeting people from instagram in real life tells you a lot about said person in real life like there were there were people that i had never met on instagram never talked to and they were like the coolest people in person and then there were people that i thought were the coolest people in person or coolest people because of instagram and everything and then met them in real life and i was like man i am Gonna unfollow you today. Like, <laughs> you met the coolers in real life that just can perceive. You like, did be perceived I mean, to be. You saw bigger. all those personalities from the book in real life, hmm. and they were not hidden at all. Like you could plainly see. I listened, it was just like, eye opening. It's funny you said. I listened to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about their experience at WorkbenchCon because that's pretty much all that's going on in the in podcast yeah. world right now. Especially the CRs and, is gonna be next week, so we have a little bit of Yeah. Get out of there out of yeah. And they were talking, it's like, Oh yeah, I was hanging out with this person and you know, we were in this big group and it's and you could tell like by the names they said, it's a group that's always together. Like they're always posting stuff with each other, like there's always they have that like click mentality. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I went to go do a um I think he said he went to go do an escape room or something. Came back like four hours later and he's like, they were all still sitting in the exact same spot. Like, they hadn't moved. And he's yeah. like, okay, cool. Bye. I've got other stuff to go do. Well, there... I mean, there were definitely a lot of times where we were in the same spot for four hours. <laughs> but but we were also talking to, like, different people in that same area for four hours. No, he said that they were, like, pretty much, like, he left, they were on their phones. He came back and they were on their phones. Uh-uh. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It's really funny, like, to see um, it's like Instagrammers in the wild. So, like, how everyone would, like, 
cling to their phone and not know how mm-hmm. to interact with each other. But, but I just like, I guess I wish I would have um, maybe read this book sooner and changed my mentality. But I think mm-hmm. where I'm at with what I want to do with like career, business, all that stuff, like I had priorities today, but all I wanted to do was finish the book. And I felt like the book was also making me like angsty to go jumpstart things I want to do with the career, which is funny. So like, I don't, it was, it's really weird to hear people that don't like it because I guess I just took everything out of it where it's like, this could be my Bible. Like this could be my motivator. And when I feel stuck in a rut, like I can, and how he wrote it, like you can open up any chapter and like, be like, okay, like that's, that's the words of motivation I needed. Like now I can go back out there and get things done. Well, it's, there's one thing I was reading for my notes in here. It's um, where he's talking about turning the switch on. You know, I said, oh, well, you know, um, he's talking about, I think he's talking about Jordan. And oh, of course, because Jordan's the best. Yeah. Um, it did remind me of my childhood, all the Jordan references. Yeah. And he's talking about um, how, like, even under the lights and all the noise and everything, he's still just as consistent as he is in practice. And you don't see that a lot. He said, you know, there's some that you don't see that with. And it, and he talks about, you know, those players that, Oh, when the lights are on and the fans are screaming, that's when I turn the switch on yeah. with Jordan. The switch is always on, you know, he's always at a hundred percent and it's, you know, and it, it's kind of that, that again, with that Instagram mentality, it's like, why should we only focus on the great stuff and how great we can be when the camera's on or when we're posting a picture we should always have that mentality. That this is the best thing I'm going to do, right? This is it, this yeah. is great, but it's going to be better. Not the best thing I'm going to do. Or like people, sometimes in the Instagram world, people people are doing the hundred percent, or going at it a hundred percent, but only in their stories or in their YouTube or whatever. And then the minute they're not on camera, and you meet them in real life. They're they're like thirty percent. I think yeah. it's like that just proves like different goals in people's lives because like that was the oh yeah the easiest thing for me to cut out is Instagram as a distraction. Oh, me too. So, but I think the people that can't cut it out like just want different things than you do. Like they want they want the follower account, they want this the yeah. sponsors, whatever. Like that's fine if that's what you want. But it's like I'm in that mentality of like, there's more than Instagram in life. So it's like, let me put the phone down and do what's going to like make me money right now. I do better on Instagram when I'm not on Instagram. Uh Like I gain more followers, not doing anything, which is weird. Well, my thing is like, if you truly need to go to hold of me, like, because I always say, like, I use Instagram as a text messenger, you know what I mean? Like a messaging app and stuff like that. It's like, but if we were really, like, that good of friends, you'd have my personal number and you could text me if you really needed me. So, yeah. like, oh, that's okay. real easy to get get a hold of me. You, you know are what not I mean? a real friend. I know. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Trevor knows how to get a hold of me. So. I do. In all fairness, like, they're in the maker world, other than people that are local here in Vegas... There's only maybe three that have my phone number. There's a couple, but I mean, like, that's... Well, granted, you know, minus all the swag bags that everybody now has my number. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I think that's, like, yes, like, I have Instagram friends. I have, you know, people that totally understand what I'm going through. But it's, like, if I need to get things done, like, I can't can't afford to check my my phone every 10 minutes to see if I'm missing a message from one of them. Like, and I think that's a good point because the people that the people that have my phone number know that really they would only contact me if they absolutely need to get a hold of me because otherwise I can respond in messenger. Yeah. Well, that's like Trevor and I are literally in the same hotel. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'll, fa- I'll Instagram message him because this isn't important. But it's like, okay, our Uber is outside. We're trying to get to the airport right now. It's like, okay, yeah. dude, I'm going to text you because I need you to get this alert. Like, this is actually important. But I feel like that's how a lot of, like, life is. It's like, none of this is, like, a 911 for this communication thing. Like, 
check it whenever. And I think that's like hard because we're also dependent on our phones and no one realizes how big of a distraction that is from obtaining any of your goals. Well, and if it's like friends, it's like a respond whenever. If it's a client or a potential client, that's when I feel like it has to be right then. I still know several makers that are run, like working full time and successfully have client relationships and they only respond to messages after 5 p.m. in a day. And that's, you know, and you know what I mean? Okay like, with that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing to me is Yelp because Yelp rates you on a how fast you respond. So the longer you take to respond, the worse rating you get. Uh, Facebook Messenger does the same thing. It'll it'll pop up and be like, hey, make sure you respond to keep your 100% rating. Yeah. So, like, that's what it is. So if I see it's Yelp, I'll look at it and I'll try to respond. If it's anything else and I'm doing something more critical, I put the phone back down and I'm like, I'll deal with it later. My thing but is, like, I at least glance to make sure it's not something that's going to hurt my rating yeah. or whatever from a business standpoint. My whole thing with that is I want to be able to sure, be able to make sure I can give them 100% of my attention. Mm-hmm. If I'm having to watch, you know, watch the CNC or if I'm in the middle of a glue up or the middle of doing something and, you know, I get a message from somebody. If I can't 100% say they're going to get my full attention, I will wait. Even if I know it's something that's important, you know, and I, I've gotten to that point now where I will, you know, when I'm in the shop, I'll take, I'll pick up my phone every once in a while, you know, to check messages or check, you know, take pictures of stuff. But I've gotten to the point now where it sits on the shelf and I don't touch it. I've, I've actually quit keeping it, even keeping it in my pocket because I had that bad habit of it being in my pocket. Every time I put a tool down, oh, check the phone, you know, and then get distracted for 10 minutes. And I just, I couldn't do that anymore. That's yeah, a, that that's the nice part me. about having to like, cause I always have my headphones on and like music's going or a podcast is going. Like that's the nice part of having my Apple watch. It's like, Oh, this song sucks. Like, yeah. let me just skip it. And that like, instead of doing it from the phone where it's like, I can see all my missed messages and stuff like that. It's that's the freaking worst. And then it's, you know, at least five minutes of your life right there wasted. But it's like, if you want to be a cleaner, you can't get distracted. You have to keep those five minutes and push through stuff. See, I just use Alexa for music, and I just yell at her to change the song. She doesn't do that to your headphones, though, does she? Oh, I don't use the don't use headphones. I'll oh, like, so you're I just, just going to kill on, all your hearing with all your power. No, cords? I put on Ear Pro when I turn on a tool. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta protect what I have left. So it's always yeah, I should too. I did like. I will go ahead. Well, you can go ahead because. No, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> I just, like, it's it's kind of fun to, like, um, pull out of, like, the three types of people. He says there are, like, people in your life. And it's, like, me telling my wife, I'm, like, you're a cleaner. And she's, like, no, I'm not a cleaner. And then, so I'd start, like, I'm reading in bed in the mornings, like, while well, she's getting ready for work and everything like that. And I'm, like, let me explain to you why you're a cleaner. So I'd read her, like, sections of the book when he's, like, truly describing it. And she's, like. Oh, okay, maybe I'm a cleaner. Like, it's kind of fun to identify, like, the people you know and what they are. And, like, so-and-so, they're cooler. They're going to, like, just let life pass them by. It's funny because, like, that could be so insulting if somebody read this book. And you're like, you're such a cool guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I don't know, for, like, this, for the side business. Like, I feel, well, like, I feel like I'm a cleaner from that perspective. And I think... If you looked at any of my conversations with Martina, you would probably agree. Because even to Martina, I'm like, I have all this to do. I'm going to go get shit done. You're not going to hear from me for a while. Or vice versa. Or I'll do something and be like, on to the next one. Or if you tell me you're not going to do anything, like, oh, I have all this to do, but I just want to be lazy. Then I just call you out on it. And then you have to go back to being a cleaner. Yeah. Well, even then, it's, like, part of the reason I say, like, I don't want to do anything, I'm feeling lazy, is also because I know that you'll be, like, go do it. (laughs) And I'll be, like, yeah, I know. I'll go do it. Like, I was gonna do it anyway, but you kind of need that little, like, 
umph sometimes. Like I think if people could really read our day. messages back and forth, they'd be like, "You guys are so mean to each other." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I quoted the book today at him, and then he was like, "Whatever f word, like, get your you know dislike." I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this because I I remember saying it, but I don't remember what I said. I called. I don't, yeah, but it was like a direct quote from the book, and you're like, oh, I know. Oh, because you oh, wish me luck. Oh, there's no such thing as luck. Yeah. I said there was That's no such thing said. as luck, and he was and like. I said F you and pass your test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of three people that knew, by the way, so. I feel special. You should. I finally had to text you, and I was like, I'm trying to be a cleaner and not talk to anybody about it, but you won't leave me alone, so I have to tell you. And then he said, past, period, cleaner, period. And I said, congrats for not being a cooler. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you, if you actually, like, went back, it's still conversations like that even before we read this book. We just didn't yeah, use the but it, now we have cooler. terms for it. So I think that's going to be yeah. in our vocabulary from now on. Oh, for sure. So how did y'all feel about him talking about um, handling stress and, you know, how cleaners kind of always on that that level of stress so that's part of why i can i guess relate is because i constantly feel like i'm in the state of stress or on the edge of stress and i will agree that if you have that mindset of go 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 mm -hmm. like i don't like Granted, like, I, at night, I will, like, sit down and watch Netflix with my wife because that's about the only time I get there. But if I'm working on stuff, it's always, I gotta get this done, this done, and this done. Like, I don't have time for Netflix, I don't have time for the internet, like, I am gonna go work on all of this stuff. Like, I have trouble sitting still. Like, even here, while we're on this podcast... I'm researching on my phone, researching online, and I'm still, like, I, I just can't sit still and not do anything. It's just not me. And I think that f being like that constantly puts me in a state of stress where I feel like I have to get something done and I'm stressing myself out. But it's also how I operate. Yeah. Granted, like, n normal work is a whole different type of stress that just pisses me off. But, like, stress that you're self-inducing from, like, your hobby or your side hustle or whatever, that kind of stress is, like, a driver and not an irritant. Mm -hmm. Normal corporate level stress is an irritant. So, I, I think stress can be good in the right context. If that makes any sense. No, it does. I get exactly what you're saying. Because, I mean, there's some days at work, Martina knows. But I'm like, <laughs> I am. Well, it's like the whole, mm. if someone gives me a deadline, like, that's when I can perform. Yeah. So that's what, like, I don't feel like I'm a true cleaner because, like, I need that, you like, need I'm not always in the zone. Like, I need that added pressure in order to get me in the zone. So it probably makes me, like, more of a closer. I'm like, I can freaking close so see, anything. Like, I know for sure. Like, any stressful situation I can handle. But it's like, for me to be at optimum performance at all times, it's like, I always need a little bit of heat on me. It's interesting that you need, like, the whole deadline aspect. Like, I don't... I don't operate off deadlines. Like, they don't drive me to go faster. It's usually, like, if I have to get something done... My way of motivation that is instead of like having a deadline to it is I look at it and say, the faster I get this done, the sooner I can ship it out, the sooner I can get on to the next thing. So it's not like it's not like a hard deadline. It's like a efficiency self-imposed deadline. I just, I just don't put a date on it. I think it was like my pre like being a medic and you literally have like someone's life in your hands at some points like that's yeah. a stressful situation like so i learned to work really well under pressure and i think that may have ruined me almost you know what i mean so now when i have the opportunity to take my time and it's like oh it's not that big of a deal like i 
take that opportunity. That's, but I definitely, there's lazy attributes about me. And I think there's, you know, that's in everybody. And I think that's part of it. And reading something like this, like makes you more self-aware. So it's like, okay, like even if it can get me to be not lazy for a couple weeks, like that's good. And it'll get me to accomplish more in that few weeks. And then hopefully like either changes my habits or like makes me to where every like more often I have that self-aware moment of like get it together like being lazy is not going to get you anywhere yeah not being lazy is tough sometimes especially when you get get a build or get a job from a customer they're like oh just you know whenever you get it done I'll I'll straight up tell them no I need a hard deadline because if you tell if you tell me whenever you're going to get it in a year it is yeah. March 5th right now. I have three orders due by Easter and then one by Father's Day. When am I going to start those? We all know it's going to be the week before Easter and the week before Father's Day. Like, you need to don't be a cleaner and start them. Start don't, them tomorrow. Well, three of them have to go to Trevor, so I have to start them with enough time for them to get back to me before Easter. So Just because of that, I'm going to take my seat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it sounds like you need a laser. I'm telling this, I can, I think every project I've taken on since I released that, like, I really shouldn't have put it out there. What I made for Christmas gifts, like, has had some form of, like, laser incorporation to it since then. So for now, what, we're on month four? (laughs) Ridiculous. It's because I made it look good. I did sit in in on his class at WorkbenchCon because I was like, okay, we've talked about it enough. I'm probably going to end up with a laser. I might as well take this class to learn more about it. I priced one yesterday, and we can talk about the brand later. But, yeah, (laughs) because, I mean, I don't mind shipping them to Trevor, but I think from Texas to to Vegas, that would not be cheap. It starts taking its toll. I think this will be the perfect opportunity for us to go into the after show now. I agree. So Works next for book for now, because I forgot this last time, let me pull up the title. So for March, it we are going to be reading, I have to pull it up. Makers, the new industrial revolution by Chris Anderson. And this was actually a recommendation from Richard Engstrom. So at Engstrom design, it's about 10 bucks on Amazon. If not, check out the library. They might have it. They have used copies for six bucks on Amazon. So, with that, on to the after show. Martina already peaced out, so. No, it's <laughs> it's Zoom that peaced out, so, but yeah. Okay. All right, see you in the after show. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe. Did Martina get kicked off already? Just lost her. Things we saw. I gathered. I didn't know when he got kicked off, so. <laughs> well, I'm back now. Sorry, you need to mute your Zoom. You're, I, um, it's hard to hear what you're saying because you're echoing. Ooh, bad Wi-Fi. And surprise, surprise. she froze. If anyone can beat me to it. Oh, there you go. Your um, your screen totally froze. I'm trying to find the book right now. March. The book is. March read Makers. Is, there you go. Did you get it? Oh, go for it. You were doing perfect. You were doing excellent.